0: Welcome to another episode of the Mr. Therapist and the Counselor
1: Podcast, Jesse O. This week, Jesse O, Mr. Therapist, we process. That's the episode. We process. We're processing
0: today. And I just want to remind you out there uh, that you can find our podcast on Spotify. You can find it on Apple Podcasts and YouTube. And I think we're on Google Podcasts as well. Most major streaming platforms. Yeah, most major ones. and. Please, if you get value from the show, share the show, subscribe, and follow us. Um, appreciate you guys. Check out our
1: whole catalog that's uh, available now. So
0: yeah, got a lot of cool guests and topics. Here we go.
1: Jesse, this is how we Jessie. usually start. Yeah.
0: So. Jesse, I feel like I always come in awkwardly to these things, so I just need some advice. Like, how how would you come into this show? Like, how would I start off
1: a podcast? Yeah. Well, I'm going to show you today, step by step. All right. <laughs> uh, one thing that. Uh, whenever we have a topic like i want to warm up so the concept of this episode and i don't even know the concept of the show is going to change so much but we have so much going on in our lives and our experiences and that's what we want to bring to the forefront here with with the podcast so we're going to we're going to talk about our process our process and our experiences um so we're just going to jump right into it I, I wanted to talk about uh the last episode that we did you and i i believe right and um, we talked about attachment styles. We did, yeah. Yeah, so yeah. which I was somewhat familiar. You, you were more familiar with it than, than I was. Yeah. Uh, I know you wanted to, to talk a little bit more on that, and then yeah. I also wanted to bring up something that we had mentioned.
0: That's right, yeah. Last uh, was like two two episodes before. Uh, probably that's when the attachment styles episode I'm came so out. I'm so confused but, yeah. right now. What episode is this? I think that – I think. I don't know, but anyway, <laughs> if you look back, there's an attachment styles episode, and mm-hmm. so we just we're, we're gonna we're gonna come back and add to something like to yeah. to, to that episode, right?
1: Yes. Right. Yeah. We're gonna add so much. Yeah. <laughs> do, you wanna
0: do, you, no, you do you want to start? No, you. You want me to? This okay. is your gotcha. time. Oh, this man. is your time. Man, you're awesome. You treat me so well. You. So. You know it. <laughs> so the only thing that, like, looking back at that episode, I feel like um, the only thing I didn't get to say because we had, we ran out of time is. Uh, just to say that, like, I think the way we were explaining it, it was like these different personality types, right? And it's not really so much that way. I guess I wanted to just clarify that, like, if you identify with any of the insecure attachment styles that we talked about, that you can work through to become secure, right? And so, like, if you can process your emotions, if you talk to a therapist, if you work on these, these things that, make you have an insecure attachment style like you can work through to become this a securely attached person so i just wanted to share that it's not like you know if you're insecurely attached like you're just going to stay that way right it might be lifelong work you do but um but i think you can develop that secure
1: attachment so
0: that's all i wanted to add to that that's beautiful i know it is right
1: so we said we ran out of time Truth be told, like, we have all the time in the world, right? We can keep talking and talking and talking. But I wanted to wrap it up because you floated a question at me. Yeah. I, and it, it, here's the thing. When you're recording, I think you do look for those moments of, like, when's a good time to end this episode? It's it's still – this is all still really new to us. But what was the question you asked me that I that you wrapped it up and then I wanted to talk about – goose and maverick and (laughs) i felt like i was on the highway to the danger zone so i wanted to detour Um, i was probably getting hungry too at that time but what was the question you asked me about attachment styles i think i
0: asked you like you mentioned that you identified with the um anxious attachment style and so i think i wanted to ask you like how does that like how does that manifest in your relationships? Like, how? Like, what do you notice about your relationships that tells you, informs
1: you that you're anxiously attached? When you asked that question, were you talking about, like, my more intimate relationships? I'm not saying specifically with my wife, but, like, throughout, like, my life and relationships with women? Or were you just kind of saying in general, like, friendships? Were you talking about, like, work relationships? What What do you I'll think? Le- I'll let you decide, I guess. Oh, like, yeah, well, help me out, whatever, bro.
0: Yeah, what I think whatever you feel... I guess uh, when it, when I asked you that question, I wanted to know where your head went. Like what what relationships kind of came to mind because when I think about it anyway, the way my head works yeah. is I'm reading over the traits of an anxiously attached person and I'm like, damn, I am this way. And I think about the relationships that, you know, those features have presented in, right? Like yeah. the feeling insecure, the feeling like I'm not enough, the feeling like, like yeah, like you know that happens sometimes in my relationship with Abby. That happens sometimes in my relationship with other professionals. So,
1: would you say uh, it feels like I'm dodging the question <laughs> again? Was it duck dodge and dive, or <laughs> yeah, you can dodge dodge, ball? dodge a many question? Can, can I, answer, I ask you a question? Uh, maybe. <laughs> what's up?
0: <laughs> what like what's coming up for you? As like I ask you that, like.
1: Oh, I well no. Th- so I'm thinking about what you what you're we brought this up here i didn't really put any thought into it except for like ask me the question again we talked about this before so for me like i think that thing that really like is relevant that really pops up first is like how can you be secure in a relationship when you have way too many insecurities still i think that whenever i look back on my past even my relationship with my wife right now i feel like you have to be very secure and confident to gain some momentum with somebody you're seeking out as a partner if it's dating if it's whatever it is right so i think i could be my best self in those moments but going back to like the insecurities like i feel like in relationships at least throughout my life and even currently like i'm still look for a sense of like validation from my partner, even though initially like I didn't, I guess we'd always, I don't want to say we always need validation, but I mean, I, I did want to be like, Oh, does this girl like me? Like, mm-hmm. you know, check the box. Yes or no, or it's maybe. Right? You, yeah. yeah. So, um, but you're kind of, you're in that mode of like confidence and you're just going to push through and you're yeah. going to fight for that. And, and you know, there's a good chance you get rejected, which is, you know, can be very disappointing, but yeah. so that's what comes up for me because okay. I, I'll say this, uh, does that, and I'll relate this to questions like working with clients ask me often. They'll ask me for advice and feedback, and we've talked about that. I don't give out advice. I most definitely will give out feedback, which will turn into advice sometimes accidentally. Yeah. But um, one thing I've told clients is, like, do not talk to me about relationships because I feel like that's still, like, not one of my strengths. Okay. Um, yeah. I feel like that's something where even currently I continue to work on and, and get better, and I'm still very – I could still be a very insecure person. All my my past relationships a lot of times like I would not ever really end those relationships. I would wait until somebody else popped up. Okay. And then it was kind of okay for me to like let go of that other person. Oh, Does that gotcha. make, yeah, make any yeah. sense? Like, like
0: it was felt too unsafe to end something if you didn't like maybe have another person that you were yeah sharing with yeah
1: i'll say being a guy and we've talked about this before at least this is how i feel speaking as a man there's times that like um women are a way to to brag right um i would do this sometimes and probably bullshit it sometimes i'd always be like well i'm talking to this girl and that girl it's like i almost feel like i had to have like a top five for like like, yeah like an ammunition of like to make sure people knew like I'm manly enough. I'm like, I'm, I'm, you know, I, it's that seeking yeah. v- validation as a man. Um, so to my, what I'm trying to go b- back to my initial point was that like, I felt like any relationship, I had to make sure I had something to fall back on right. before I left one for sure. Yeah. yeah. And unfortunately in a lot of the ways that would lead to me being con- manipulative or maybe gaslighting uh, women in my past relationships What's gaslighting just for anybody that's listening? Manipulating, listen. right? Yeah, like, basically yeah. like, you know, you turn telling something
0: them. around uh, like if you're to blame you turn it around on them and
1: Right, right. Yeah. You make sure the other person feels they're crazy when you're it's the such chaotic a hot <laughs> term, it's gonna be good for our SEO. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that means. Once again, you're so bilingual, you just bust shit out sometimes. It's impressive. So <laughs> um but like so yeah, that I think that's what um that's where I think my attachment style lies in the idea of just being anxious and uh I mean, th- what does it sound like you, to you? Like if you could just therapize me in, you know, in the most no I mean, friendship I, type of way. Yeah, yeah,
0: no. I mean, I I feel like you, you've you answered it, right? Like there's, there's an insecurity. I mean, I don't know. We're all trying to understand like our patterns in relationships, you know. So I don't want to therapize you. I trust what you're <laughs> saying. Like it, it makes sense. Um, and I think you're also going to be – doing therapy soon so you'll probably find out a lot more never <laughs> a lot more about your relationships right and like how right. how you get affected but i appreciate you sharing that part of you man like that's nice. cool i think that's what part that's why i think we started this podcast in the first place yeah. that we have these conversations outside of a microphone it's a little harder to have them with a mic and a camera on
1: so yeah yeah the other thing that we uh, i wanted to talk about was um one of the questions we brought up on the last episode, too, was I'd ask about your ideal guest. Okay. And I threw that out there, and um, I uh, I told you, like, today, actually, I said, I didn't really even like. I mean, I liked who I said, but I, I felt like there was probably more to it, or maybe I just kind of like
0: He doesn't like you, Big <laughs> Dave
1: <Buckinghamton. laughs> I love Big Dave. I'll always love you, Big Dave, no matter what color wa- you're wearing, blue, red, yellow, it doesn't matter to He's me. crip today. <laughs> He's wearing blue, uh, yeah, I get it. I get it. um <laughs> next week, we're gonna talk about gang colors, <laughs> um, <laughs> but what um man (laughs) (laughs) this is good this is so good um so but we talked about ideal guests right and you said you wanted to bring on the crips and the bloods for an episode. (laughs) okay sorry Uh, sorry i can't leave this one alone i have so many jokes like surfacing right now um but no i brought up ideal guests right and um i didn't like your answers not the jesus one even though you thought i didn't like the jesus one you gave me a look i didn't i i didn't give you a look i probably had like we could have this big conversation, but I don't want to say a disliked you. Let me take, which ones
0: away. did I say? I said, Ed my
1: which I, I didn't know who that was anyways. Okay. Right. How long have up. you He's been a billionaire? How long have you known this guy or like, like this guy? Look up to him. Um,
0: probably like four years
1: for real, it's Four years that yeah, long. Okay. Yeah. Four years. Okay. Yeah. And then the other guy you mentioned was potentially Elon Musk, right? Oh yeah. Yeah. How long? Oh, you don't, I mean, how long have you been like interested in Elon Musk?
0: Um, Probably like the probably the last three years.
1: Three years, yeah. okay. So I guess I just wanted to maybe I'll ask you why those – once again, maybe revisit that. And I wanted to bring up something that you had processed yourself this week, right, yeah. about success. I don't want to prompt it that way. You take it.
0: Yeah, so I mean we talked a little bit about this, but you mentioned like you, you noted that one of my lessons from the past week was – like how, like this money mindset thing, right? Can and you how, share
1: a little bit more? So this past week, right, you, some things came up for you yeah. and you said you had this, like, you realized that you have this, you, you just said this money yeah, mindset, Yeah, this right? money
0: mindset. Like I have this, like, part of me that, like, chases money and that, like, needs to chase money and almost like this anxiety around, like, making money. And I think it affects my business. It affects the way I do business. It affects, like, everything, right? And so, yeah, so I have that. So you had, and you had mentioned that, like, um, that I met that the two guests that I brought on were billionaires, yes, right? And they were yeah. like money. It's actually, so I'll that's tell
1: you a, what I said. I was like, "You bring up these people that, uh, yeah, the billionaire yeah. aspect." And yeah. I, I was money. I, I can't say money's not important to me. Yeah. I've never had a lot of money. I'd sure like to be Biggie Smalls and yeah. like see the more money, more problems type of situation. But uh, so I, I, for me, like a billionaire, I can't relate to that person and. Create oh, I mentioned creatively as well, right? Like yeah. that doesn't speak to me as somebody that I want to have a conversation with. Not that these two men I don't know the one guy so much, Elon Musk. Sure, that'd be like probably fascinating conversation, yeah. right? So but why are you so fascinated by that?
0: The funny thing is, like, I think the last interview he had with Joe Rogan, I thought he was he wasn't a very good interviewer. He wasn't talking Elon about, Musk? Yeah. <laughs>
1: was that the one he was baked? I don't probably <laughs> yeah, I don't
0: know. But you said why? Like yeah, why, why are, are you so fa- Why? Well, are I I mean, when you posed this question, for, I think in the in the moment I was on the spot, and I was like, damn, who'd be cool and probably because they're they have money, right? And so I think,
1: but why is that so cool or I, fascinating? Well,
0: I think it it it's goes back to like this idea of what I think is successful, or, or as a even as a man, like what I think a man should look like, right? And it's not necessarily healthy, but I think there is a with the lesson that I learned there's a part of me that like yeah like I want to be rich I want to have all this money I think like I over identify with money if I have a lot of money then I'm good enough Um, I'm a good enough provider I'm a good enough person I'll be accepted and seen right and so I think there's probably an unhealthiness to that Um, and it's probably driven by that money mindset thing that I talked about right that like um, and we did a we did a live the other day about worthiness and like I think that was a real um, important insight for me of like the big message there being man, we're worthy just the way we are. And so I think when I'm healthy, when I'm thinking in a healthy mindset, like I'm not driven by this need for money to prove myself. So, yes, yeah, so I, I mean, if we connect that. I'm, I mean, we're connecting it here and live in the moment. I think that's that's probably why. I probably was just raised to give a shit about money that that much. So,
1: yeah i I read this quote one time. I think it's from uh, this guy named um, Ian McKay. He's from this uh, band called um, Minor Threat, and he was in a band called Fugazi. I think he had this quote. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so don't quote me on this, but he said, "Success is in the doing, or no, I'm sorry. Success is in the being, and not in the doing." Yeah. And um. When I read that too, it was in a hotel in Seattle and it was like on the wall and I kept repeating it over and over again. So Ian McKay, I was like, it must be something like pretty deep. And I'm like, what is it? But I've realized throughout, you know, working in the field, like and just throughout my life and experiences, like maybe what I thought success was, was like to have lots of money, to have a big house, to have, um, you know, cars or whatever it is, right? Toys, all those things. But I see people enter therapy and they i say to them like you're successful today because to me like being vulnerable or being open yeah. or challenging yourself to change that's success yeah for sure it's not a dollar amount um so i agree yeah true i know and i know our mind gets clouded with like what is important because that's what the, wor- the world we live in yeah. but i hope for you as well like it's just like you you are very successful yeah you I have s- that, so man. many things that are like right in front of you, and I don't take you, you don't take your family and what you do here like for granted. But like I, I mean, I do.
0: Yeah, no, I do too. Yeah, I do too. especially when I'm in when I'm taken over by that mindset, right? Yeah. So and that's I think we all struggle with something, and I think that's that's just like lately I've been diving into like what I've been struggling with. Why yeah. there's times where I feel like you know the clients I have is not enough, or The money i have is not enough or what i'm doing is not enough and a lot of times it's driven by just this feeling of this core feeling inside of me that i'm not enough yeah and so i can attach that to money and it's probably what had Been brought up as to why I picked those two people in the first place, right? It's like, man, I want to be like them. Like,
1: (laughs) I don't want you to to revisit it right now, but maybe think about. I don't know if you can think of a different guest or ideal guest. And and like I said, I mean, it's always interesting just to talk to different people from different ways of life. Like most of the people I mentioned are celebrities, so. But maybe I I do want you to think about like who to you like is somebody you'd really like to sit down with and and talk. And if you don't know right now, that's okay. I did want to mention like. The couple people I had mentioned, and then a couple other people I thought of. I thought of James Gandolfini from The Sopranos, just because I grew up, like, watching him. And he was so fascinating to play, like, this almost sociopath type of character. But then he seemed very mild-mannered whenever he was in interviews. And then I thought about Anthony Bourdain. You know who that is? It sounds
0: familiar. He's a chef. He
1: had committed suicide about three or four years ago. Famous chef. He dealt with, like, addiction throughout his life. Um, and I started to, like, put it together. Like, all my idols are dead. Um, Or a lot of my idols or maybe when I say idols are people I look up to, people I'd want to talk to like um, they're either passed away or they're um, maybe they've had some kind of known history with like substance abuse. So I'm always fascinated. I'm still drawn to like the darkness and why people go down there because it's kind of like, you know, part in trying to figure out like. Why am I still this way? Yeah, so. yeah, shit,
0: dude. I appreciate you asking that question. I it's the first time I got real uncomfortable <laughs> in a uh, in a podcast, yeah, so, yeah, and so. a, and I've, I kind of live for that. Like I'm like I I want to get there. I want us to like have these types of vulnerable conversations. I know we got a little bit of time left, but I got I, got, I want to, I want to bring something up. Can I bring something up? Can we do? It? Is it is it the Barbie girl? Yeah, thing? dude. It's a Barbie I think that, girl.
1: But if, so if we were in therapy right now, we had like <laughs> one minute, and your client wanted to talk to you. What would you do? Do I have another client coming in?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. All right. So boundaries is what you're saying. I say boundaries. I think that this
1: is most definitely we can keep them on the edge of their seats All right. as we break down. Okay.
0: Barbie girl. All right. You talked me into it. So we're trying to keep these short. Let's commit to that. Okay. And um,
1: so, yeah, you're wrapping up a therapy session. How would you do it?
0: Usually what I do is I say, hey, it looks like uh, we're coming to our time. Our time is up. And. If we're mid-conversation like we are now, it's like, why don't we put a pin in that for now? And we'll kind of explore it next time.
1: Thanks for the process, my friend. Absolutely.